All right. You've been listening to President Biden as he talked about immigration and some of the changes in his administration. A lot of the blame there being laid at the feet of Republicans, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pushback, pushback from Republicans in the Congress. That's going to happen in saying that the Congress needs to do something. The Congress needs to act. We're going to talk a lot more about this as time goes on. If you missed the entirety of the president's speech, he talked about what he wants done. He talked about the Cubans. He talked about Nicaraguans. He talked about uh, Haitians as they come to this country and what they face and why they're coming here and then an alternate plan using an app in which they can apply for a visa and when people want to come here that they have a sponsor to come that they'd be able to come and telling people do not come to our border you will be turned away which is a message we've been waiting to hear somebody say and we've been waiting for it to be enforced and we're hoping at least I hope that that's what's going to happen so uh, we'll get you a kind of a wrap up of all of this and talk a little bit more about what the president said. If you missed it, we'll play some of the key parts as the morning goes on. But the president wrapping that up as a preview to his visit down to the border. He's going to go down to Mexico, and when he's in Mexico, he's going to come. He's going to uh, visit the border as well. So we're going to catch you up on all this stuff coming up here in just a few minutes. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. The President of the United States spoke about a new border policy, kind of a shift, I would say more than just kind of, a big shift in at least the policies of the White House and what they're going to do in restricting people from Nicaragua, Cuba, and Haiti from coming to the United States, telling people that it will be turned back, they won't be eligible for a program in which they could apply on an app in order to do this. Um, so I want you to hear just a couple of things that we have very quickly. Um, the, the President talking about the need to, uh, for a decision on Title 42. My administration will, and they will make a decision, finally, what to do about Title 42. In the meantime, my administration will continue to use that authority as the Supreme Court has required. So then what does he say? He said we need an orderly way. This is an orderly way for people to come. We can't stop people from making the journey, but we can require them to come here, that they come here in an orderly way under U.S. law. Well, and again, this is where there's a discrepancy in what people believe. We can stop people from coming because they won't come if they don't believe they're going to gain entry. They won't come illegally if they don't think they can make the journey and get across the border and live here. So if we have a secure border... And it's going to be more likely than not that they will get caught crossing the border, whether they've paid a coyote or they haven't. Um, they will not come. They're not going to, as, as the president said, and we'll play later on, sell everything they own and then pay a coyote to bring them to this country if the likelihood is they're going to be caught and sent back. The reason why so many people are coming the way they are is because up until today, and from what the president said, it may be changing, they were going to get into the country, they were going to get an asylum court date, which was going to be years down the road, and they would be able to have legal status to work here while they were waiting for their asylum claim to be decided. If they are changing it the way the president says, that they be, these people will be turned back, that if they want to apply for asylum, there's an app they can use and other things they can do. And if they don't use the legal means, they will not be eligible for the program. There's something that's got a little bit of teeth in it. I talked about a guest worker program, which I think would be valuable. He's using a different phrase for it. But it sounds like if this is what they're going to do, you have to have a sponsor. You have to have a job. Then you can come if you have that. And we can fix some of our workforce problems in this country. Great. 
The question is always going to be whether or not there's going to be teeth in this. And I'm anxious to hear what some of the experts have to say about this because we have to stem the tide of the people at the border. When the president said we don't have enough uh, immigration officers or judges, he's right about that. But part of the problem is the massive number of people that have been coming. There's a reason why. And, you know, a point of disagreement, I had the president laid this at the feet of Republicans and talked about the Congress. Listen, the Democrats control the Congress. Nancy Pelosi could have gotten the entire Democratic caucus to get on board with the bill. Now, whether or not it passed the Senate would have been a different story, but they could have done things. This idea that you're going to say, stop playing politics and then play politics throughout your speech. I think that was part of the speech that people are going to take issue with. And you're going to see a lot of pushback from that. The president also said he is going to visit the border, which most people welcome. I'm anxious to see. If he is going to talk with CBP officials, with the union officials that have been very critical of him, what about talking with Senators Kelly and Senator Cinema? What about talking with our senators who have been critical of him at other times, especially Senator Cinema, has been very critical of the ignoring of the of the southern border? And that, to me, is going to be the bigger issue. <clears throat> Are we really seeing this administration change its policy? Or are they going to shift blame and this is going to be a photo op and nothing's going to happen where we get back to the blame game going into 2024? Now, there's blame. I've said many, many times there's blame across the across the political aisle. We should hold both sides accountable for not getting something done. Is the president opening the door to a compromise for real border security and an immigration system that we can be proud of? That remains to be seen. We'll see. We will absolutely see. Coming up in just a few moments, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, school district in Arizona, the attorney general suing a school district and suing a superintendent. We'll get to that coming up in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. All the talk right now is about the president's comments. And again, I want to remind you, coming up, all the more reason to download the KTAR News app to your devices, whether it's your phone or other devices you have. We are going to be bringing the comments made by our governor when she is sworn in officially as the swearing-in happens today, Inauguration Day here in Arizona. We're going to bring you the comments from our governor live as she makes hers after she is sworn in here on KTAR. That's going to happen just after 11 o'clock, so make sure you are uh, either listening or you have it on your device so you can be notified when it's happening. Um, All the talk is about what the president had to say a few moments ago. We're going to get into more detail on it until the 11 o'clock hour, but if you missed some of the things he said, I want you to hear. um, I want you to hear his explanation. This is his explanation of the new application. If you want to come to the country legally, here's the new process. If they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1, O-N-E, to schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully. So you have now, he said, this is there's an app that people are going to be able to use. And and so is this something, there's a lot of people that are saying, and this is what's interesting, is... um, 
he's talking about Nicaragua, Cubans, Haitians, uh, Venezuelans that are trying to leave oppressive regimes. And the pushback so far we've been hearing from people is that, well, hang on, wait a minute. People in Cuba don't have the luxury of doing these things. If you in Cuba, if you were to try to apply for asylum somewhere else, you're going to be punished, which is why we used to have the wet foot, dry foot rule. So a lot of this is there's going to be a lot of politics involved in this. There's no doubt about that from the president and from others. And if you don't think that there's politics from the president, I want you to hear some of the pushback. This is a little bit about what the president said about people not welcoming these words. You hear, you know, uh, a number of our friends, the MAGA Republicans talking about, uh, you know, uh, they don't even want me speaking English anymore. They want me speaking da da da. They're gonna they're gonna take over my community, my native they they whoever they are at the time. Well, you know, that's what uh, a lot of folks went through when they got here, going all the way back to the 1800s. It's not new. It's part of its human nature and fear. But there's got to be an orderly way. Um. I want you to hear a little bit more. The pushback against the opposite side of the aisle. Now, the president is trying to get Republicans on board with a new plan and a new way to sit down, as he said he'd sit down with anyone. Um, But is this the right way to do it? Our problems at the border didn't arise overnight and not going to be solved overnight. It's a difficult problem. It's clear that immigration is a political issue that extreme Republicans are always going to run on. But now they have a choice. They can keep using immigration to try to score political points or they can help solve the problem. They can help solve the problem and come together to fix the broken system. This is where I take issue. This president has used this everything. This is this is gaslighting at its best to then now to take to the podium and act as if this has always been a big issue for your administration. And you've been looking to fix the problem and Republicans have stood in the way. This is part of the problem in Washington, D.C. This is the politicking that happens. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen on both sides of the aisle, but the president said it. There is when you look at most Americans in this country and what's happened, they're not dumb. We have had border issues and I've talked about them going all the way back to the Reagan administration and probably well before that. But Reagan wasn't able to fix the problem. He made a deal with Congress. It never happened, but it didn't get fixed in the Reagan administration. I've talked about George W. Bush, not H.W., but W., saying that one of the regrets of his time as president was not getting comprehensive immigration reform done while he was president. So this has plagued both sides of the political aisle. It has not been solved, but it's never been worse than it's been over the last, especially one year, but over the last two years. And instead of... I don't expect the president to come up and own it and say, we've been wrong all along. We're going to, I don't, I mean, that's silly. But if you want plans that you want the other side of the aisle to jump on board with you, you don't go up and say that they're to blame for what this problem is that you've created. That's where the problem lies. That's what's going on in Washington. It's part of the bigger issue here. Now, how do you, you said we need an orderly way for people to come here. That's absolutely correct. 100% correct. This is what I think the vast majority of Americans would want, an immigration system that is fair, that allows good people, not necessarily always wealthy people, but good people to come to this country and have an opportunity at the American dream. I've talked about naturalization ceremonies. I've talked about people that I know that have become naturalized citizens, and it is a huge compliment. They are not just a compliment to us personally. They are a compliment to American society. They are what we have been since our inception. New blood into the country from all over the world, making this a better place, making it a stronger place, helping the economy, helping their own family legacy. 
That's the American dream. But what we have at the border is not that. Now, how do you, when you say we don't have enough immigration judges and we don't have enough this and we don't have enough that, and now you're going to have an application process via an app, how does this fix that problem? And I'm anxious to see how this is picked apart over the next few days, not as politics, but as policy. What's realistic, what isn't, what works and what doesn't. And the president saying he's going to go to the border. Before we close out um, this part of the uh, of the hour, when we get back in just a moment, I'm going to shift gears briefly. We're going to talk about a school, a, a district being sued here in the state of Arizona. All that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Um, We are going to obviously get back into President Biden and his comments today that it's got everybody talking about immigration and the border because some big shifts in policy, at least the way he was describing them. We're going to talk about what's good and bad in that in the minds of some people. All that's coming up. And also on the 11 o'clock hour, it is inauguration day here in the state of Arizona. Statewide office holders will be inaugurated today, including Governor um, Katie Hobbs. And so when she speaks, when she is sworn in and she speaks to Arizona, we will carry that live in the 11 o'clock hour. So download the KTAR News app so that you can be notified when it's happening. You can listen to it live on your device. Before we get out of this hour, I wanted to talk about this story. The Arizona Attorney General, the current one before the new one is sworn in, um, is Mark Burnovich. And there is a lawsuit against the uh, Buckeye Ed, uh, Elementary School District and the superintendent for compensation of more than $1.7 million in additional compensation from July of 2016 to December of 2021. And what this goes back to is, you know, when you leave, if you work in the, in the state government, if you work for the state, you have a state pension. If you work for, a, you know, if let's say you work for a police agency and you're invested in the state's pension, if you go to another state, a lot of times you have to give up what's in that pension for you. And you're basically starting all over again. Well, they recruited this superintendent from another state. And for in order to get her here, one of the concessions they made was to make up what she was going to lose by leaving that other state. At least that's the way I understand it. Now, is that something that any of us think is fair? I want, you know, again, I I don't want to go down the road of the easy, the low hanging fruit, but we talk about education and education spending and dollars in the classroom. Now, for full disclosure, my kids and by virtue of that, my grandkids all live in Buckeye. It is a cool little town. I love that place. And so this is not in any effort to hammer anyone but I want to talk this through because this compensation, an estimated of $571,256 of which she was not entitled to under her employment agreement, um, about $3.3 million for that time. When you're talking about one person, and I don't mean any disrespect to the superintendent, and if the Buckeye School District made this deal, that's on them. But you... Is somebody worth that much money as the superintendent of, of a school district that's growing and growing right now but was a very small school district? This is where the problems lie with who is responsible to spend the money. 
This is what you have to look at and I have to look at in every school district. And it's not just the spending on one individual that leads. I do think like as corporate CEO or anything else, if you are a great leader, you are going to command a lot of money. There's a reason why starting quarterbacks in the NFL command a lot of money. They command a lot of money because that leadership on the field. You look at Joe Burrows with what he's done with the Cincinnati Bengals and how bad they've been for historically. How many NFL teams would give anything to have that kind of young leadership on the field? When you have a leader like that, they're worth their weight in gold. So what is the answer here? Because... Are the teachers in Buckeye fully compensated? How much, how could that money have been spent in the classroom better? Was there somebody at a lower price overall that you could have hired from within the state of Arizona that could have done an effective job? These are questions for parents to ask. So when we talk about school spending, and we're going to a lot because of the spending cap that's in Arizona and the need for more spending, as you're going to hear from the teacher organizations that we need to spend more money per student, I think it's going to be something that the governor pushes for in her administration. She said public schools is one of the main things and housing are two of the big things that she wants to address and I imagine she may talk about the two of those today in her comments when you see these things happening and you hear about people saying we just need to spend more money this is where the pushback comes from the autonomy of the school districts where the money is allocated to the school districts and then the school districts spend that money any way they see fit. When the money was given in the budgets for teachers to get pay raises during the Ducey administration, the school districts were not beholden to that choice by the governor. The money was allocated for the raises. That doesn't mean that the school district had to give them. They spend them any way they see fit. There's a reason why parents for a while have stopped voting in favor of overrides and more money in taxes and property taxes to pay for schools because they're outraged at the way the school money is being spent. These are where my questions come from in public education. Is it a knock against the superintendent? I don't know her. She took a deal that was offered to her. Um, You can't fault her for saying yes to a deal like that. And But when you look at who manages the money and how it's spent, if a school district is complaining that they don't have enough dollars and then they're not spending every dollar they have wisely, this is what makes people outraged. Whether it's spending money on curriculum or training or trips or conferences or individuals in management or supervision that are not in the classroom, this is what makes people crazy. It's when a corporation gets top heavy. It's when you are spending so much money at the top and not on the workforce. It's why when you see a lot of these tech companies when they're doing their layoffs, they are laying off people in management positions, not people doing the actual work. And when they have to do that at the corporate level because it isn't a tax base where they can just get more money from uh, from the citizens. It doesn't work that way. So I'm anxious to talk about this as as we move forward with school spending and everything else, but there is plenty to talk about. And I'm anxious to see what happens with this lawsuit because, again, we have a new attorney general coming on board. Will the new attorney general find viability and uh, necessity in this lawsuit, or is that something that's going to end up going by the wayside? It's a great question and something worth asking. Coming up in the next hour of the show, don't forget we've got Governor Katie Hobbs is going to be sworn in officially as all other statewide offices will also be sworn 
morning today. We are going to take the governor's comments and swearing in live. So if you download that KTAR news app, you'll be notified when it's happening so you can listen live to that. So all that coming up, and we're going to do Did You Hear This also coming up in the next hour. So please hang around.